What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Stalemates, now presenting to you the Monday Wrestling Show. We at least record this on Mondays. And I am here with my host, Zach Bogle. How are we doing? Welcome back. Feels see good to I, be. See if I remember the... Nope, I don't. Go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Feels good to be back in the saddle. I know we haven't recorded in a long time now, but uh, took some time off. Things feel right now, and I'm ready to get back to it. Yeah, same here. The first day of the college wrestling season started today on the day we're recording, so it feels kind of like a fitting time to, I don't know, do we want to cover what we've been doing, anything like that? Yeah, we can talk about what we have been up to a little bit. We um, kind of, I don't really want to say that we took the summer off because we did some of our best content, or you did most of the work with Seabolts early in the summer. Yeah. Um, fellers invited you out there, and so you were filming, and then we were posting, and then... We've tried to do different content here and there, like the yeah. little news clips that we're doing, which we'll talk about why we're doing those uh, yeah. as well. But this episode is for the Patreon. So if you guys are Patreon members and you're listening to this right now, thank you so much for continuing to support the Patreon. Uh, we still want to do things like Street League and make sure that we're doing, you know, what we think is our due diligence for why we even have the Patreon in the first place. And so this show, we're going to try to record every week. And uh, basically, it's like our old platform that we used to do or our old show that we used to do where we would bring up different topics that we would find from wrestling forums or YouTube or social media and just kind of react to what's going on in the wrestling world. We've had, uh, we've had a fair amount of people reach out and say, you know, where's the show been? Are you guys still doing that? And Which we really only took off like uh, maybe a month, but that's like 10 years in internet time. Really, yeah. I mean, this past off season, we put in probably better viewership than we did in season. Right. And, you know, I want to make sure that we do content for for everybody. And so we we kind of switched our focus a little bit to more like longer form, more, I don't want to say like we're not journalism's journalists by any stretch of the imagination, but we try to do more like journalistic pieces where we're kind of telling the story and removing us from the actual like topic. Um mm. Then we also try to do stuff where that you guys like where we do, you know, we hit the streets and, you know, it's whether it's Tyler filming at Fargo or, um, you know, out in Vegas or us going to the UFC, all that stuff. Like we try to do like more man on the street stuff. And then we're also going to be doing another show where it's going to be four of us to be me, Tyler, um, Jake Gagnich, who is the head coach at Southeast Polk and a friend of mine, and then Corby as well. And, the reason why we're doing all these different kinds of topics and these different kinds of formats is we really want to have every kind of wrestling fan being able to tune into stalemates, whether they like us reacting to internet clips, which is more just kind of ridiculousness meets, mm -hmm. I don't want to say touch by now because we don't really make just, like comedic jokes, but yeah, you much know, more current relevant topics for those. Yeah. Just things that we react to like things on the internet, which is kind of what we're doing today. We're doing a little bit of everything today. And that show will be on the Patreon and we'll take clips from it from time to time and put it on the YouTube. We'll still be doing our videos where we hit the streets, whether it's Tyler or me filming or both of us. And when we actually go out and, um, you know, film in wrestling rooms yeah. or tournaments or whatever we can get away with, we'll still be doing those. And then on top of that, we're going to do more long form content that we spend like, mo like months working on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to work on a piece that I'm really excited for revolving around the Iowa State rivalry. 
I don't really want to give away too much, but it's going to take a lot of time and effort. So that won't come out for a very long time or well, a few months, yeah. but that's a long time and for, for what we do. Mm. And then also we'll be doing the other show with, with Jake and Corby, where we talk more about like, you know, be more prediction based, more informational as far as like current wrestling goes, um, you know, what's coming up at the high school level. Cause Corby and Jake are both very mm. in tap with that. And then also the college level as well, which is kind of more our speed. So we got we got all kinds of content coming up. And, you know, a lot of it will be on the Patreon. Some of it will be on the YouTube. But either way, thank you guys for supporting the uh, the channel, whether it's Patreon or YouTube, um, this whole time. Yeah, solid. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add to that. I think you covered about it all for as far as this this uh, offseason, past offseason went. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny to call it longer form content because we went from doing like the hour long podcast of just us talking to like it takes longer to do. But really, we kind of made it more like concise 10 to 20 minute informational videos. In well, a way. the reason we switched in the first place is because we're on YouTube, right? And so you have to learn to play a little bit of the YouTube game. And when you do like an hour long podcast and you're just starting off you know, we've been doing it for two years now, but at the same time, we're trying to really gain our audience outside of just like the hardcore wrestling fans. We want to be able to reach, you know, more and more wrestling fans. And we found out that like YouTube doesn't really promote like long form content nearly as much as like the shorter pieces. So mm-hmm. we started focusing more on the shorter pieces so we can get more views, which it did work. Yeah. Um, the Tom Brand salary video did well. The Pico video did well. Uh, the Oregon wrestling one that you did 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 really well they just take a lot of they just take a lot more time and so they do really well but it takes way more editing time where this we don't really do a whole lot of editing but it doesn't do as well but we're still getting good numbers like but like in season we would get pretty good numbers but it doesn't translate as well in off season freestyle topics just don't really and do very well in the you know the algorithm or youtube as well as college stuff does right so we wanted to kind of switch up the content and see if we can get more growth doing that. But ultimately what we found is like, we just kind of like doing all of it. So we're going to try to find, you know, different people to help us do more than, you know, more than just me and Tyler. So we can do both. We can do these longer form um, videos where we talk about anything and everything. And it's, and it's just more like topic based. Mm-hmm. And then we can also do more storytelling and then we can do, you know, other shows, other side quests with uh, yeah. Corby and Jake. So, right. Yeah. I hope people still, enjoy the versatility of our content and don't get more frustrated with, I guess not lack of consistency, but just that we have that versatility to it. Cause it's kind of what keeps me sane with it all is being able to switch it up like that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important for us to remember that uh, we're trying to make content that we would like. And so, you know, there's times I think where before we would make content that it just felt like we had to make content just to make content. Mm-hmm. And I don't always like that. I like, Ideally, I would like the channel to be like every time that and people have tweeted this before said this to us before like whenever the stalemates video comes up It's like like when it comes up on their YouTube page or Twitter or whatever like they're excited for it And so I don't really want to lose that. I don't want people. I don't want our stuff to pop up and people are like Well, it's just another video these guys upload all the time And so Mm -hmm. we're trying to figure out ways that we can continue to keep people excited, but also uh, You know come up with new ideas all the time. So 
as of right now, that's what we're going to do. So yeah. should we get moving on to the first topic? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So college wrestling is back. It is so back. Back, baby. It is day one. What is today? October 10th. Monday, October 10th. Yeah. Um, and the wrestling season has officially started. I saw that uh, Appalachian State posted a video of them running around. They're practicing today. Yeah. Uh, I saw Mizzou actually made an announcement that they are going to be wrestling November their November 6th duel, which their schedule's not out yet, at a um, softball field. That's exciting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, about, about at the ballpark is somehow back. Right. They're going to yeah. do that again. I think the rumor, well, the schedule, I think Nebraska's schedule says that they're wrestling Oklahoma State that date, and it says about at the ballpark. So I believe okay. it's going to be Nebraska versus Oklahoma State, which I think is <laughs> an even worse decision than last time. Because at yeah. least with the Iowa fans last time, they show up. Right. And so it kind of made it, you know, more fun. I don't know if Nebraska fans are going to drive all the way to Texas. Mm, hopefully they uh, work on the placement a little bit. Hopefully they took that into consideration from last year. I feel like that was the number one complaint. Yeah, I mean we did a video about it last time, and they came. Some people came up to you and said that they uh, they enjoyed. <laughs> they agreed. They agreed. So, yeah, certain entities. Um, but no, I'm excited for the season. A lot of people moving around. I'm excited for my Cyclones. You know, a fun fact: I've actually never bought season tickets, but I'm gonna do it this year. Yeah. I mean, I've always gone to every duel. I've just never actually right. bought them in like season ticket form. Yeah, I just buy the tickets like the day of. Mm. Um, mainly because I'd never know if you know the wife's coming with me or not. If I'm just gonna go by myself, but right. Um, either way, I wanted to support the team, so I'm gonna try and get season tickets this year. Be in the middle section, which would be nice. The Iowa State duel will be big. That's actually in Iowa City this year. We got to do another meetup. Meetup. For sure. Pre-meet social with uh, Wrestling Changed My Life with Brian Warner. That was fun. Last time it was for the Iowa-Penn State, but the Iowa-Iowa Iowa, Iowa State one will be just as good. Yeah, I think. it might be even more crowded at the Vine. Yeah. What are you excited for this year? Where should we travel? Um, I would love to go to North Carolina again. Which um, I think we are supposed to. Yeah, I think it's it yet. looking good for us to do that. Um, What else am I excited for? I need to look at the Iowa schedule, but it's crazy that the season's just back, honestly. I know. It's already here. Are you uh, doing any training? Are you going to wrestle anytime soon? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I just came back from Canada, and uh, I was wearing a wrestling shirt, and my my cousins asked me if I still wrestle, and I was like, no, no, I don't do anything like that. I trained for like a couple months last year at the high school, but I don't know. I get the itch every now and then to go into a wrestling room, but it's usually after like I watched some i watched wrestling and that quickly dissipates we uh wrestled each other in ohio for like five minutes which yeah. i was gonna put it in the video i told tyler i got i said got the camera start recording and he filmed me puking we wrestled for like five <laughs> minutes i went outside i was like watch this i just threw up right. which sounds crazy but if you know me i'm kind of a throw up guy <laughs> every week stomach facts i uh i want to see that footage though since it didn't get put in the video I, I didn't i never checked it out i was like i'll just watch it when it's up i i was gonna put it in there but the thing that i was mostly thinking You're, about was i didn't want um like there was a lot of little kids that were in the video yeah and a lot of them it was their first time being interviewed yeah and yeah. so I figured that they would go to their parents and they would say, hey, 
and I got, I'm going to be in this YouTube video or whatever. Maybe they didn't even know, but I'm assuming they would tell them that, mm. hey, I got, you know, that guy over there recorded me. So um, we'll have to watch for whatever video it's, he it's puts gonna out. going to be up somewhere. Right. Yeah. And so then I, all I could just imagine is like a parent <laughs> and their little kid just, just like circling around a computer to watch their son interview for the first time. And then I'm thrown up in the first scene. Right. No, I think you're pretty spot on with that. In my head, I was just like, oh, our, our core base is going to love seeing this of us doing this i know i know but see that would be something for the patreon i think you're spot on comment oh wait so this will be on patreon too so i was gonna say should we put that up on the patreon well the audio version for this we're gonna put in the like just on our podcast platform i think okay i think that'd be smart yeah um all right let's go through the weight classes this year and try to figure out you know try to make our predictions i feel like so You know, everybody usually likes to pick who they think is going to win, but they don't really announce it until later on in the season. And then they don't actually have it written down for who they think is actually going to win. So we're going to go weight by weight. Uh, We're not going to go too deep into each weight class because we'll be here all day. And but we're just going to go through and just pick that way. We have it written down Our way too early champion predictions. Yeah, exactly. All right. One twenty five. I don't think that he's going to wrestle majority of the year, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to win it pretty much. Probably be one of his easier years. He got yeah. both of his knees replaced. Although I'll say this, and obviously it's talking about Spencer Lee here, but I'll say this. He did a video with Caden Henshaw, which if you guys don't know who that is, he is a, I'll just say like a YouTube sensation in the wrestling community. He wrestles at UW Parkside mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. And uh, super nice guy. He does some pretty dope content. He's got like 100,000 subscribers. So he's a pretty big deal. He did this video with Spencer Lee. And they worked out together where like Spencer would do something that he normally would do in his workout. And then Caden would try doing it. And some of the things Spencer really couldn't do. um, He couldn't land too, too heavily or anything like that. He was doing monkey bars. But he was very, you know, he couldn't just drop down. And so that video was only like a month or so ago maybe a couple yeah, months one month ago. one month ago Hold up right here. and uh he's still not 100 percent. so i don't think there's really very many things in the first half of iowa's schedule that he really needs to wrestle for mm-hmm. the only thing i can really think of and why is my computer there we go the only thing that i can really think of that he would want to wrestle in would be the iowa iowa state duel on december 4th yeah um but other than that you know he has He's not in the all-star classic, I don't believe, right? At 125, who's no, it? No, uh-uh. I didn't think he was. Um, so, I don't know. That now, will be uh, Patrick McKee and Courtney, I think, wrestling this year for it. Is it? I don't want to be wrong, but keep going. So, I think that he's probably not going to come back until Friday, January 6th, which is the Illinois duel. Um, but I could be wrong. I mean, there's... I, I feel like... They're, well, first of all, their second half of their schedule is way harder than the top half. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, yeah, the second half. So he's got Oklahoma State. So he's got Master Giovanni, Michigan, Minnesota with McKee, Penn State, which whoever will be at 25 there, 25 for Wisconsin's good. So he he's going to have a tough schedule regardless. You know, I think he was probably going to wrestle in the Iowa State duel, I would assume, unless they just think that from the jump they're going to just obliterate Iowa State and they don't need him. But... I guess he could wrestle against like a Sacred Heart or a Buffalo Army Cal Baptist, so he can try to you know get, get some, some of those matches in. Yeah, get some matches in and stuff like that. But I, I would assume that he's probably not going to wrestle till the second half. 
Yeah, that would be my prediction as well. Or they could go the other way and they could have him wrestle the first half and then the second half they put him on a you know a clock because the second half is tougher. But uh, then again, he's probably going to need some some good wins for the whole RPI thing. Right. Yeah, and I'm just kind of banking on their usual approach to this kind of thing with the wrestler like Spencer or like Kimmer last year. It's I've never seen it where uh, they pop up in the first half like that. It's usually the second half they start going in. So I'm not going to go too far out on a limb here. I'm just going to say the finals will probably be Spencer Lee and Pat Glory, just depending on the way that it's seated and the way the season goes down. But that's why this is the stupid early predictions that we give here at Stalemate. Stupid. So I'm going with Spencer Lee. You? Well, yeah, I'm going with Spencer Lee. Um, I would think it'd be Patrick Glory, but uh, Diagas... D'Agostino could, uh, I feel like, surprise some people, too. I don't know if it would be surprising people after last year, but who got third last year? He got fourth. Was it Vito? Oh, I bet you're right. It's all right. Where is he on the? Yeah, go on. Vito went up. So let's go up to 133. RBY, Dayton Fix, Vito, Michael McGee, Luke Spurd. Uh, I think it's still the RBY show. Um, I know... Some real shocking predictions so far <laughs> with Spencer Lee and RBY. But Fix has yet to get RBY. I feel like RBY is getting that much better. And, uh, and Vito challenge Fix? I think Vito would be, I don't know. I feel like Vito is another guy who just like can't get it done at NCAAs. Yeah. He's a really good freestyle wrestler. We know that. He's got capabilities to beat anybody. Um, but... I think it's the RBY show as well. The only thing with maybe RBY that you could maybe critique would be he has been training a lot of MMA lately with Dominic Cruz. But, I mean, the guy's just, he's a freak. He's one of my favorite wrestlers to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't i don't think the whole training MMA thing is really that big of a deal for him. If anything, he's probably in better shape than he's ever been. So right. I'm yeah. going to go with Roman Bravo Young. Hey, I'm going with the repeat of last year's finals, past two finals. I'm going with Fix and Young. 41 is where things can get interesting. So at 41, your top-ranked guy is Cole Matthews, okay. who's, who's a good wrestler. Yeah. I, was, I will say that. Um, Real Woods is number two, also a really good wrestler. They're going to wrestle each other at the All-Star Classic, so we'll find out really soon. I think in November is when that is. Uh, who's going to be the you know the you know the top ranked guy? But then you got Jake Berglund at number three. You got CJ Composto at number four. I think it's safe to say that this weight is pretty wide open yeah i would agree i mean i think alarez could still be in there um who else we got here i think alarez for sure i would like to make a prediction go for it i think a guy that could win this weight not saying he's going to win it but i will say that i think that a guy that could win this weight is not even ranked and that's because what iowa state wrestler is this his name is Casey Swiderski. Oh, yeah, yeah. This kid is really good. I'll say this. I heard about this kid coming to Iowa State. He had just beat Jesse Mendez. Then they say, you know what? Maybe it's a fluke. So he wrestles him again at the Rudis event in Detroit. We were there. He beats him even worse. So then the stock on this guy is about as high as it can. I feel like... He hasn't really gotten that much promotion outside of Iowa State fans. Mm-mm. I felt like even after he lost to Jesse Mendez, the spotlight was still more on Jesse Mendez than it was Swiderski. And I think that most people are chalking it up to, well, maybe Swiderski just has Jesse Mendez's number. 
Then we go up to the Iowa State RTC practice this summer. Now, granted, it was freestyle and not folk style. Casey Swiderski, well, they're doing takedowns, so it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Casey Swiderski was, like, what was that, June? Something like that? Yeah, it would have been June. Maybe even May. So, like, Casey Swiderski was fresh on campus. He was already taking down Panero Johnson. Now, Panero's good. Mm-hmm. Panero's going to surprise some people this year. He's going up to 49. Um, is dealing with some some health stuff, I believe, but he's he's good. Panero's good. Swiderski and Panero going back to back at Iowa State this this uh, winter is probably what I'm most excited for, other than David Carr going 165. And I'm just really excited for the Iowa State team. But Casey Swiderski, I think, has the capabilities to beat anybody on this roster or on this ranking sheet here from Intermat. Shout out to Intermat. But I think that. He's better than people really know. And when he showed up on campus, he was already beating guys at Iowa State that I will not name. But right. he is competitive. Everything that I've heard from him is everything that you want to hear. When you interview this kid, he's saying the things that you want to hear that him saying. What I'm hearing from the coaches, what I'm hearing from people around the room is this kid is freaking good, along with the other freshman as well. But he will be a true freshman. That's going to be really tough. So I'm going to say on December 4th, we could see a very early finals matchup between Real Woods and Casey Sidorski. And I'm picking Casey Sidorski. Why not? It's been a while since, <laughs> you know, Iowa State had a David Carr freshman win it. He was a true. redshirt freshman. But yeah. so it's been a while since we've had somebody as a true freshman that's won it. I don't know if it, I'd have to go back and look if we've ever had that. But, uh, you know, got this guy over here, Kale Sanderson. I'm not saying. That he's Kale Sanderson, but we've proven at this program that you can win early. You can win as a freshman. You can win as a sophomore. I'm picking Casey Swiderski over Real Woods. That's my horror pick of the day. Okay. Um, I I would love to see that finals matchup of Real There's no Woods. way you can agree with me, though. So No, no. Right. I, I'm not going to back that, though. I would love to see that finals, but I'm going with Real Woods. And, man, I just want to root for Alarez. Yeah, me but too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Got to see how he looks in postseason, I guess. You're going with him then? Yeah. So, Andrew Alirez and Real Woods in the winner? Real Woods. Real Woods. I've heard he's looking good. Yeah, I think so. I've gotten a couple phone calls saying he's looking good. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for the uh, All-Star Classic coming up. Just get that gauge. 49. Um, we have Mr. Yanni. Got canceled couple days ago, Diakamahalas <laughs> and uh, Gomez, Sasso, Lovett, Brock Mahler's back, Jonathan Milner, Parco, Muran, Yaya Thomas. This one is stacked. This one's pretty nuts. I'm going I'm gonna save us the time and energy. I think we're both probably going to go with Yanni. Yeah, just who you got in the finals with them. I'm going to go Austin Gomez. Why not? That'd be sweet. I mean, yeah. I think Austin just gets better and better as time goes on. I would really like to watch Austin go for Team Mexico sometime in the future. So yeah, yeah. that has nothing to do with it. But I think that Yanni is going to win. I think despite all the people trying to cancel him for saying that heavyweights are basically kickers, <laughs> which is actually hilarious because I think the the bad feedback there was that he was comparing him to kickers, which if you take offense to that, you're saying that kickers aren't skilled either. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you took that as an insult, you know, people are like, well, he should have chose linemen. Well, if you're if you're saying that he should change the metaphor there, it would be insulting to be called a kicker. But right. I I, th- I know what he was saying. He was he was trying to say that like 
the skill set's different. So, so he just it was trying to it was a bad comparison probably. Right. But I know what he was trying to say. The skill set's different. I don't think what he said there's anything wrong with what he said. I think yeah, even calling him kickers is just, fine. Uh, he's just saying that the skill set's different. He's not saying I think you would allude that kickers are not as athletic as regular football players. I think yeah. most people would have that assumption. Which that's is what everyone assumed. Probably so. true in most cases. Obviously yeah. there's outliers. So I know what he was saying. I don't think he actually meant it in like a negative way though. I think he just meant it as like they practice different things and what everybody else practices. I think a closer example, probably a more non-controversial example would have been saying that he was a lineman, but yeah, which I think most people got it. I think it was just something easy to clown on. Well, it was one of those things where if you take a quote and you put it just on paper, it can seem a lot worse. Yeah. The wrestling quoter guy is the one who posted it, which is actually a pretty genius thing of him to do. Like, (laughs) I think when I heard that, I thought of like, man, that's kind of a crazy comparison. Like, I I remember that quote. Like, I when I read him tweeting that, I wasn't like, what's that from? Like, I knew exactly yeah. what it was from because that quote stuck out in my mind. He just tweeted it. Right. Yeah. I don't know. What I would like to see at this weight class is Max. I don't know if we want to go this deep, but Max Muir, an All-American, which, I mean, after him, it kind of clears out a little bit, but you never know with that guy. So who's who are you going to have in that? Finals against Yanni. Mm, I'll go with Yanni, and I feel like Levitt might be crazy to say, but I'm going to go with Levitt. All right, let's move on. 157. Brayton Lee, ranked number one. Will Luan, number two. Peyton Robb, number three. Ja'Cory Teamer, number four. Bryce Andonian, number five. Austin O'Connor, national champion, number seven. So that... Is another weight class. I would say this is right up there with 141 for a weight class that's kind of wide open. Uh, David Carr leaving the weight class is a big deal. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with Bryson Donian to win this because he's a guy that wrestles real loose. He wrestles freely, does kind of what he wants to do. And I think guys who wrestle like that in March at the big dance, it kind of benefits them. So I feel like he's a guy you might see him lose a couple times this year to some mm-hmm. guys that he should beat. But uh, I would like to see Bryce Andonian and Austin O'Connor in the finals. O'Connor coming off an injured season last year. So um, I think he'll be healthy now. Peyton Robb had a good year last year. Yeah. Brayton Lee was hurt. I'd like to see Brayton Lee come back and be the guy. But I think until then, I'm going Bryce Andonian and also O'Connor in the finals. And I'm picking Andonian by a pen. Okay. I'm going with Peyton Robb and Bryce Andonian in the finals. And I think I'll go with Robb. I really liked what I saw last season out of him. The only thing that I can remember with Peyton Robb that like scared me was the early season match last year when he Vince wrestled Carr. David Carr and went in the finals. And I was like, yeah. dang, this kid's pretty good. But I feel like Carr kind of wrestles that way sometimes. So you mm-hmm. you never know. And then, like, what, a couple months later, he smoked Kendall Coleman. Like, Yeah, yeah. So you never know what you're going to get, I feel like, with uh, David Carr. So it's hard telling if, if Peyton Robb is really there or not. But he's he's good. I love that match with with uh, Ja'Cory Teamer that he had on the backside where they yeah. scrambled forever and then they laid down super tired. Right, yeah, and I think Ja'Cory Teamer in the third and fourth place match again. All right, moving right along, 65 is the class that is the deepest for sure. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of those weight classes that you could wrestle 10 times and probably get 10 different champions. Um, Keegan O'Toole, Shane Griffith, David Carr, Quincy Monday, Cam Amin, Dane Hamid, 
Dean Hamidi, Carson Karchla, Peyton Hall, Julian Ramirez. Like it, it goes deep. Um, I don't know if I want to do this weight or not because right now, as today stands, I would pick Keegan O'Toole to win this weight class. Agreed. And I would probably pick David Carr on the other side. I want to see David Carr more at the weight at 165. He's going to have some tough opponents early. He's going to have 17th ranked Patrick Kennedy, who's a freshman who's way better than 17th. He's going to finish probably an All-American season. So he's going to have, David Carr is going to have some tough people right off the bat. He's also going to have uh, Wisconsin's Dean Hamidi right away. I think this November, something like that. Um, November 5th, like the first competition of the year. Yeah. He's going to have Dean Hamidi. So we're going to find out really quick what David Carr is made of at 165. I don't think he has a complete problem with it, but until I can see him beat some some good guys like Dean Hamidi and and uh, Patrick Kennedy, right now I'm picking Keegan O'Toole. Again, this is the early preseason picks. I don't want to pick against David Carr, but Keegan O'Toole is just on another planet. I'm going with, uh, well, Keegan O'Toole winning it, and then I think I'll have Cameron Amin in the finals. So, okay, Michigan. Yeah, I might as well get a little crazy with these picks if it's the preseason. Maybe someone ended up saying, hey, you were right at the end of the season. 174, Carter Starachi, Mikai Lewis, Mikey Labs, Labriola, Dustin Plot, Clay Lott. I'm rapping now. Ethan Smith, Demetrius Romero, Michael O'Malley. Shout out to Drexel. This is a weight class that I think it's pretty easy to pick the finals here. I'm going Mikai mm-hmm. Lewis and Carter Starachi, and I just think Carter Starachi gets better and better. This guy wins. Yeah. The winner. Winners win. Carter Starachi. I would love to have him on the show. Guy talks a big game. I'd love to get him in studio or via Zoom. So if you guys know any way to reach out to Mr. Carter Starachi, I haven't done it yet, but I would love to have him on. So I'm picking Carter Starachi. Yeah, I don't I don't think I can add much more to that. I think it's going to be a repeat of last year's finals. But what? there is, like, I want to see someone like Demetrius Romero make a really good run again. I'm down for that. Yeah. 184, it's kind of the same thing here, except for I think we can open up to three guys. We got Trent Heidley, Parker Keckeisen, and number one ranked Aaron Brooks. I'm going Aaron Brooks to win it. And uh, Trent Heidley in the finals, I think. Sorry, Northern Iowa fans, but it's hard for me not to pick Trent Heidley. I really am going to pick Aaron Brooks to win. I think that's probably a given. A given at this point. Yeah. I think they uh I think they got it right on these rankings. I think it's gonna be Brooks and Keck Eisen this year in the finals. All right, one ninety seven, Max Dean, the champion, is back to defend the strap against the guy he faced in the finals last year, Jacob Warner. Shout out to Agnich for predicting him in the finals. Stephen Buchanan, number three from Wyoming. Says he's a junior. That's crazy. Rocky <laughs> Elam, sophomore, big twelve. From Missouri. Sorry, I'm reading something else. Rocky Elam, Bernie Truex, Younger, Bastida. That's who I'm going with. Younger. That's who I'm going with. I'm going with Mr. Cuba himself, Younger, Bastida. You guys can call me a homer all you want, okay? Because I picked a true freshman to 141. Why not? Okay, go back and look at the rankings. I don't think it's that crazy. 
I didn't pick David Carr, so you can't call me a homer there. But this time around, I am picking Younger Bastida over Max Dean in the finals. Younger just keeps getting better and better. Went up to watch him this offseason, and the dude's gotten bigger. He's gotten better on top. He was pinning people at the tournament last year. Maybe some illegal hands to the headgear or whatever. But either way, he's getting better and better. He's been wrestling folk style for a few years now. He's only a junior, so... I think he can get it done. I'll say this about Younger. He can beat anybody at this weight. He can also lose to a lot of people at this weight yeah. just because of his lack of experience on the mat. But his mat wrestling has gotten tremendously better throughout the year. His stamina has gotten better. His folk style awareness has gotten better. This guy is just a phenomenal athlete. He's getting smarter and smarter as well. And when you watch him, he just kind of knows what he's doing. I remember earlier on, he just had really no clue i remember one point they were like go back to the center like he didn't know about i don't think he knew about overtime really at that mm, point and yeah. uh, you listen to him talk his english is getting better so he's just becoming more accustomed to the college wrestling lifestyle here in america and i think that he is very capable of beating anybody so i'm picking him over max dean in the finals i i like that and i like how he wrestled at the ncaa tournament last year um just going into the end of the season, so I'd like to see that carry on for him. I will go with, I'll go with younger and Let's go. instead of uh, Big Ten finals, we'll make it Big Twelve and we'll go with Buchanan. I feel like if there's a Penn State national champion who would not repeat this year, Max Dean might be the guy. I think this will also solidify the Penn State effect if he wins again. That is true. I mean, the tough part is Penn State just wrestles their best. Mm-hmm. Like Kale has these yeah, guys at their right. best. At nationals, I think that's why you can make test. you can make the argument that Max Dean shouldn't have won last year, but he did. Yeah, so yeah, right. I think that's, that's a fair what they assessment. Do. Yeah. Okay, uh, heavyweight here. It all comes down to if Gable Stevenson's going to wrestle or not, which we'll talk about that. Right now, it's seeming like he is not going to wrestle. It was seeming all summer like he was going to wrestle, and that's our next topic, by the way. But for now, we're going to pretend like he's not wrestling. So. I'm going Kirk Fleet. Um, yeah. Over Schultz. I Yeah. I would hate to see that. I really would like Schultz to win, but I think Kirk Fleet will really um, show what he's made of this season. The only thing with Kirk Fleet, and we'll find out at the All-Star Classic, is his kryptonite is a man in Iowa City named Tony Gassiope. Yeah. And I just find it hard to believe that Kirk Fleet's not going to write that ship this year. Wait, Paris is still here. Mason Paris is still here. <laughs> Man, it's so tough to keep track of. Now. This COVID thing hasn't yeah. messed up. You never it's, know. It's been like three years, and somehow we're still cycling, guys. All right. So that's our predictions. Obviously, I'm picking Penn State to win it. And I'm not going to pick second or third because it's just kind of crazy to try to pick that. <laughs> but um, why don't we go ahead and move on to the topics? Can you go ahead and read off this next topic? Yes, yeah, so this is about Steveson's potential return to the NCAA. And it's... Not looking that good. Um, It's just been reported that he's now full-time at the WWE Training Center. Not even the one they provided for him in Minnesota. It's down in Florida. And so, let's see here. He had an ablation on his heart that uh, they discovered before the Olympics. And it sounds like this is pretty much... They got surgery once the WWE recommended that he did that for the ablation. And now it's looking like maybe he'll just forget about the college wrestling and return to that. 
which is crazy to me because he was putting up like posts with his rings. He was putting mm, up that pretty recently. He put up that video of him doing a, a backflip and saying something like alluding to him coming back. And, and like, he made so many different posts making it seem like he's coming back. So I'm like, either he's coming back or he wants some attention. Yeah. But yeah. I would have put my money this summer that he was coming back. And then this article kind of comes out, which he hasn't really addressed this article at all. I'd no. love to have him on the show or maybe he'll go on Ariel Hawani or something like that and talk about it. But yeah. another thing with Gable is he always likes to elude, like he's going to do something, whether he's actually going to or not. He likes to keep the people guessing. Mm -hmm. I think seeing the way that the heavyweights, you know, how it went at worlds at heavyweight, Mm -hmm. would have made him want to come back and wrestle a little bit because I felt like if you watched it this year, there was a lot of guys who didn't perform maybe at the expectation that they, that most people would have predicted or that maybe Gable would have predicted. And so maybe he would come back and be like, you know, let me go get another world title or let me come back in 2024. So let me just wrestle for another few years mm -hmm. and then, then readdress this thing. But the health thing kind of throws a whole wrench in the whole system. So, yeah. And I mean, it doesn't really address the extent of like what this injury did for him while he was still competing and stuff like that, how much it affected him. And it doesn't really directly address if like anything about college wrestling, the only thing that makes me doubt him coming back is just, I mean, it's the off season, but him being in Florida as opposed to the training center provided for him in minnesota, minnesota while he finished his schooling that's the only thing that kind of sways me otherwise i would think this is kind of more smoke and mirrors yeah i would also say that there was an article that came out like a month or two ago about how the wwe wasn't very happy with where gable was at that point and they didn't talk about this health thing so now that the health thing came out it kind of makes more sense and then maybe mm -hmm. he was a maybe he's able to do what the wwe needs him to do now that he's had this surgery, did he get surgery? Do you know? Does it say? I mean, they make it seem as though he did. I know that they said that they were going to, re you know, the WWE was going to be in control of which doctors he was going to use to make sure that he had the best plan and stuff like that. Yeah. So he underwent some procedure. So, yeah. Because didn't it say it, le it left like scar tissue on his heart or something wild? Yeah, something like that. Um, this is a, a Mike Coppinger article on ESPN as well, which is pretty cool to even see Gabe Stevenson getting articles written yeah. by people like Mike Coppinger. Yeah. Right here, if you want to know a little bit more about it, a rare congenital heart def defect uh, present at birth in which an extra electrical pathway causes a rapid heartbeat. Hmm. And so they do a procedure that uses small burns or freezes to cause scarring on the inside of the heart to help break up the electrical signals. So they're basically injuring the heart to make it not perform at such a high rate. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that the whole, I think the MMA thing, that whole ship is gone. I don't think that he, that really yeah. shows much interest for him, but yeah. I think, I, I think right now he's just going to the WWE. I think it's over. Maybe we'll see him come back for a year in 2024 and do, and try to do that. But that'd be insane. Who knows? I mean, that's so far away that mm. who knows what would happen between now and then. Right. Yeah. For me right now, my bet is that he doesn't return. I feel like he doesn't fully know either. Like, yeah. like why wouldn't you come out and say, well, I don't know. I mean, the obvious thing would to be the obvious thing for him is be like, well, I put my shoes on the middle of the mat. Like, 
it's over. But then yeah. why go and make those posts afterwards and make us yeah, it seems so go back and forth. Clear that he was gonna come back. My money was on him coming back before I saw this Same. too. So Same. Yeah. But he just hasn't came out and said it yet. Right. All right, let's move on. The next one is do you like to smoke weed and do you like to wrestle? If you do, you are in for a treat. If you guys know who these people are, then you'll be excited. If you don't know who these people are, let me tell you about it. Let me say this. I support anything in wrestling that is different than the normal. And I support when different media entities or different promotional companies try to get into the sport. I think that is how you entice other companies and other brands and other promotional companies or whatever get into this sport, right? Because mm -hmm. if something like this does well, which is a completely different audience than I think the traditional wrestling audience is, then that word would get around or people would see that there is attention in wrestling and with attention comes money and this and that. So mm -hmm. keep an open mind with this. But if you guys know have ever heard of this company called high rollers it is a promotion put on some vice did a whole documentary on these guys i've been aware of these guys for a while i know guys like joe rogan has talked about them um eddie bravo is a part of the company i think he's the referee for their traditional high rollers jujitsu tournaments that they put on but now they are in their words they're saying they want the wrestling community to come out of the ganja closet and High Rollers is a company that promotes smoking of marijuana and rest and, and jujitsu. The way that they put it is when you wrestle jujitsu, you need to be in a flow state, which means you need to open up your mind. Therefore, they promote smoking weed at the event. And the actual prize for the winner of their events or their tournaments, or maybe this was just for this Vice documentary that I watched. I was trying to do a little bit of research. The winner gets a pound of weed. So if you're not aware, that is a lot. I mean, that's enough to put get you put away in the state of Iowa for yeah, a long time. That's a felony. Now, if you go to one of these legal states, which this is actually being hosted in Vegas, where weed is very much legal, you can compete in this. It is freestyle wrestling. One of the comments says, do I need a USA wrestling card? And the guy responded. <laughs> he said, no, you just need your medical marijuana card. <laughs> I don't know if that was serious or not. I saw RBY in the comments. I saw Ben Provisor in the comments. I don't know who they're going to get for a super match, but didn't they say on the flyer somewhere that they're going to get one super match or something like that? Uh, I know in their jujitsu thing, they had Angela Hill versus some other beast um, in their jujitsu thing. So I would imagine they're going to have a tournament style with multiple weights. They haven't came out with a lot of the details yet. And then, on top of that, they're going to have probably some like super yeah. match. I'm very curious who they'll try and go and get. Uh, somebody like Pat Downey would be great. I'm sure he's pretty open to having his brand tied to a marijuana thing. But I think that will be the biggest challenge for them is trying to get enough wrestlers or high-level wrestlers who are willing to attach their name to a marijuana-type event like this. Yeah, I feel like we should go out to Vegas and actually – cover this thing yeah because i feel like it'd be a really fun thing on the street to do i feel like we could get a lot of sick content from it a huge anomaly in wrestling and i don't think anything like this is ever done and we want to support that i actually dm with them a little bit and said you know are you guys accepting media and they said that they were so 
I have to go and actually follow up on that. And yeah. uh, I don't know. You think we should go to Vegas for this? What's I the think date? it would be. Um, it is January 21st. So okay. after the new year. Um, and it's definitely a tournament style because they have like session one preliminaries, session two quarters, semis, finals. Doesn't say anything about a super match. But uh, I like I have respect for the wrestlers who do pipe up and comment on this. You mentioned Ben, but he just said, I want in on this. Yeah, that yeah. Was it. <laughs> RBY was on there too. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he commented the flame emoji. Yeah. So if they both get involved, then for sure we got to go. Yeah. Freestyle, no stalling. Uh, pretty interesting overall. Yeah, I don't know. You think Winter. we should go? Oh yeah, I think we should go for sure. I think this is. You just want to go to Vegas. Um, <laughs> I I am a lot better at blackjack now, so yeah. maybe I would. But uh, either way, I don't think we'd come across something like this in wrestling, and this is kind of. I don't know if there's even many media who would want to attach their name to this, no, at least I mean, like in the traditional sense. I would go for sure. I don't yeah. think I don't think people are gonna like stop listening to us because there's mm. like a marijuana brand, yeah. you know. We're and kind, we're just we're kind, kind of, of covering it too. We're not like not saying right. this is for everybody. I'm not saying that every wrestler should be like shame on the wrestlers who are ignoring this or shame on the fans who don't want a part of this. But I think it's just interesting. I'm thinking if you don't actually care about the whole marijuana thing and you just want to see how this goes, this is an easy way for wrestling to get promoted at a higher level. I don't, Oh, and it's on Pluto TV, which is like an app on the TV. So you can like, it's not some obscure website that you have to go stream this on. And yeah. they upload some matches on their YouTube afterwards. So will be a featured match on Pluto TV. Um, and the winners come back to defend their championship strap. So maybe you could win another pound of weed too. And with the growth of jujitsu and just combat sports in general, I think the more that they kind of blend and bounce off each other's audiences, the better. So mm -hmm. I hope this event does well. And I do think that we should go out there for this. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next topic here. Kind of a sad topic, depending on how you want to look at it. But West Jim is dead. It's, it's over. Dead. They talked about it last year. We brought it up. We talked to Coach Schwab about it on the Patreon show last season. And the way that it stood last year was there was going to be some codes or violations that were going to cost a lot of money to fix. And essentially, it's just not safe anymore to have things at West Gym. If you've been to West Gym, it's really not that surprising because it is kind of a smaller, very old school gym. But it is sad. It's crazy that it's over with. It was such a big era for Northern Iowa wrestling. I mm -hmm. remember when Coach Schwab got there and how he really promoted that. And, you know, Flo went there throughout the years. I've been there multiple times. And it is just a place that is meant, just like built for wrestling. It's in wrestling country. It's Gable country. But I do think that there is a benefit to them being pushed out of there. And we saw it last year when we went to the Iowa State duel. They had it at the yeah. McLeod Center, and the McLeod Center was absolutely packed. Now, I don't think that they're going to be able to pack the gym to wrestle, uh, let's say, an Oklahoma or um, an Oklahoma State. Maybe Oklahoma State because that's a Maybe. big fan base that brings, you know, they travel pretty well. But yeah. Northern Iowa is a very good wrestling school. If you're not familiar with where it's at, it's in the Cedar Valley, which is wrestling country. You got schools like Don Bosco nearby. Yep. You got schools like Waverly. Um, Cedar Falls is good yeah. at wrestling. Like this, a bunch of Denver Chipotle, a bunch of like these little 
Iowa towns that are really good at wrestling, that have deep traditions in wrestling. They all live kind of in that area. On top of that, Northern Iowa is definitely smaller than Iowa State and Iowa. And so I think they get excluded from that in-state rivalry Mm -hmm. as far as like the Iowa-Iowa State goes. Like you're not going to see a lot of Iowa State fans supporting Iowa events outside of the Cyhawk duel, right? And saying the other way, you're not going to see a lot of Iowa fans supporting Iowa State stuff outside of just the Cyhawk duel. As far as like buying tickets goes, you're not going to see a lot of Hawkeye fans buying tickets because to Iowa State duels because they live in Ames. But because Northern Iowa is a little bit smaller, they're a little bit more removed from those schools. Now, they they might not like each other that much, but I feel like people are more than willing to buy a ticket to go watch Northern Iowa wrestle just because it's close in proximity as compared to Iowa City or in Ames, right? Because each mm. of those are like two-hour drives. So basically, you're going to have a lot of people who love wrestling that want to go to wrestling meets. And if it's a big wrestling meet, like the Northern Iowa, Iowa State one, or if Iowa ever comes to town, or maybe it's a Northern Iowa and Oklahoma State one, maybe they're ranked really high one year, or maybe maybe even a Parker Kekkaizen, excuse me, has a big match. Maybe, you know, a Penn State comes to town, something like that. I do think that they have the capabilities when they have a really good team and a pretty decent matchup opponent-wise that they can sell way more tickets and oh, yeah. put themselves in a position to make even more money than the limited capacity that West Jim has. Right. Now, from what I saw from the Iowa State you and I duel last year, there's, I think so. It might be tough with their schedule in those smaller schools like you mentioned, but um, I was impressed last year from what I saw. And the fans are educated fans. And oh, yeah. I think the McLeod Center will just become their new West Gym. It's just a whole lot bigger. It'd be more of a challenge. Like the best part about West Gym is that they could wrestle any school. Let's say they're going to wrestle Missouri at West Gym. It is just packed. It's super easy to sell that thing out. And mm-hmm. so as long as they have somewhat of an okay team, they're going to sell that thing out. Where yeah. here, the expectations are higher. The challenge is going to be a little bit harder. But I think the payoff is a lot better. And they could really build McLeod into being another Mecca that they've had for years in West Jam. Yeah. And it's pretty, I don't know if people like this comparison, but it's pretty similar to Carver really. Cause it's like you enter at the top and then just straight, straight down, down to a pit. Yeah. And I think from what I saw at the Iowa state one, it was the exact kind of atmosphere that I love Carver for. Yeah, so. that's true. Okay. And the last thing that we have here, and this is kind of along the lines of wrestling arenas. i was digging for topics this week and I found this outdoor wrestling arena in Senegal, which is a Providence or a country or whatever in Africa. And this stadium is a wrestling stadium that is built by the Chinese and gifted from the Chinese. I don't know why Senegal or however you say it is not even close to China. I looked it up on Google Maps before I came on the show, and it is not even close, so I have no Mm. idea why they built this, and I did not know that wrestling was big in this African nation until recently, but I found out that that style of wrestling that they do is more of like beach wrestling, but regardless, and, you know, we're behind the beach wrestling movement, obviously, but regardless... I have never seen a wrestling arena like this before. Can you pull that up on the screen for the people that see? And if you guys are listening, thank you um, for listening, but you're not going to be able to 
just you're not gonna be able to see this. So Google Senegal, China, Senegal ties Beijing helping build traditional wrestling stadium in Dakar, which I believe is the city in that country. But this stadium, do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I had to start reading the article to make sure it was about this stadium shown right here because this is bonkers. That is nuts, isn't it? Yeah, want me to play it? No, you don't have to play it. Okay. But I don't understand why they would want to do that. But could you imagine? Now, Hawkeye fans are great, right? But they're not going to fly to China for this. But imagine if you had Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes dueling, like brought the Iowa yeah. team over to China or not China, Africa, to wrestle some other school in this arena. Wouldn't mm. that be great? It would be great as long as there's people in it. Like, maybe in this country it would be good. Like, I know that Michigan went over to Italy and played a college football game in Italy. Yeah. It's too bad that this stadium wasn't in, like, Russia or somewhere bigger, but imagine bringing the Iowa Hawkeyes for, like, an exhibition match over to, well, not Russia. You got to go somewhere where the Hawkeye fans could actually go to like pretty with mm -hmm. ease yeah i don't think we're going to rush anytime soon but let's let's say i don't know it's tough because it's like where, where else iran you know what i mean yeah. like you can't yeah. go to iran either maybe and they're not uh, hawkeye fans are going to india so like maybe if like cuba was a bigger deal right you know what i mean yeah and we could go to cuba if that was like easier to go to like mexico let's say mexico had a very good like they don't have colleges, but let's say that they had like their U.S. team versus Iowa in in yeah. like freestyle. Like that would team. be that would be sick. And then uh -huh. Iowa fans could go down there to Mexico and like Cancun or something. It's yeah, it's just nuts that this is dedicated solely to wrestling. Like they should they got to be playing other sports in there. You would think. But... And it was gifted from China, which is okay. That's the connection there. Why? I was I was just trying to read this and understand because in the headline, it kind of. It just says Beijing is helping build traditional wrestling stadium, and I don't know. Where but why? Dakar China's is. not even oh, like yeah. a big wrestling. Right. I know wrestling's big in Senegal, so it's like they're they're trying to build. What I was understanding is like Beijing or whatever is investing a lot of money in this country. So yeah, for whatever pol pol politics, whatever reason, I don't know, but it's still nuts. I've never seen anything like this before. Yeah. Maybe we should do a video on it. Maybe this might deserve a dive. Uh, it says that wrestling is like one of their national traditions. So, and it says they're a powerhouse in the sport. So, I mean, that's cool, but I'm very surprised by this. All right. Well, Tyler, do you have anything else you want to say? That was kind of a longer episode. How how long did we go there? Um, We are at, oh, like 54 minutes, a little under an hour. All right. Let's end it. There. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're already not subscribed, which if you're listening to this far, you're probably listening you're probably listening through our Patreon. If not, you're listening through the audio-only podcast format. So thank you so much. Leave us a review on the podcast stuff. I think you can do that via Apple and Spotify. Just let people know. Share it with a friend. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thank you.